So the big question is this, how do we launch and grow an absurdly profitable online business that puts cash in our pocket every single month and enables us to create a life of personal and financial freedom? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Thomas Lancer and welcome to Profit for Freedom. What is up everybody? This is Thomas Lancer. Welcome back to the Profit for Freedom podcast. In this episode, we were talking about the a big mistake that most people make when first starting their business, creating their business, and that is the mistake of the dream customer and more so having the lack of a customer. And so when I first started like learning about business, making money, creating business, I was learning about it primarily through two different sources. One of those sources was Amazon FBA. I was doing Amazon FBA, selling products on Amazon, and going through that entire process. And another one was through college courses. So I was dual enrolled in my senior year, dual enrolled at University of Florida, and I took uh, some business courses in there. And <laughs> I think it's it's so funny that college says they teach business because they they really don't. Like I remember being in this these business classes, and I was in total. It was in three different business classes. One of them was uh, amazing, taught by a guy who had had, the last company he exited was for like a billion dollars, and so he really knew his stuff. But like the business the business curriculum as a whole is, is it's really not about business. Uh, the business curriculum and like the way they teach it in college is about how to be an employee. And that's really what it is. Like the people... I knew who were, I was in this business ethics class, which was uh, an amazing class. We were ta- you know, talking about the ethics side of things and, and like how do you apply that in business. So it wasn't like a t- class teaching about business, but it was a business ethics class. And I remember being in this class with other people who were in like this business program. And there's a lot of junior and seniors in there. So guys, people who were like getting ready to graduate. And I was kind of just, like just talking to people. You know, we sat at their different tables. I was just talking to people, asking like what... What did their life look like? What were they studying? What were they intending to do? And they're in. This is the this is the business school. Remember, this is the business school that they're in. And like, I was asking what classes they're taking, and they're taking like advanced level calculus classes and statistics and accounting and all those different things. And like, I was asking like, what are they getting their degrees in? One guy was in getting his degree in something financial. I don't remember what the other people were, but I remember listening to these guys, and I was like, what are you guys actually learning, right? Like, what are you guys actually learning about? And it, it was not business. Like, people were not learning about business at all. They're not learning about, they're learning about, like, basically how to be an employee inside of a business. They're not actually learning about business, uh, which was just, like, it blew my mind. Um, and, like, the way... The way it was taught in these classes and the way that I thought it worked for such a long time was like my vision of entrepreneurship was like you have this lightning bolt, lightning bolt of inspiration and you get this vision from God and he's like, this is the product that you're going to create. Like this amazing thing that nobody's ever seen before. And if someone's selling something like it, you can't do it because it's already been done. You have to create this amazing thing that nobody's ever seen before, this unique invention, uh, this product that is just like the most amazing thing in the world. And then you have to go spend a bunch of money 
buying inventory and developing it and you know reaching out to suppliers and getting your your brand and your logo and writing your business plan and then finally you start figuring out how to sell it or maybe you go raise some money first and hire some employees and then go and get into a ton of debt and give away half your company then you try to figure out how to sell it and if your idea works that's like the model that i was taught create an awesome product then you go figure out who you're going to sell it to. Well, you figure, you know, what you do is you create an awesome product. You figure out how you're going to sell it. Then you look around in the marketplace. And you're like, okay, who would actually want to buy this? And that model is completely wrong. It is also a very, very dangerous model. An expensive model to go into. The reason it's so dangerous is because you don't know if your thing is any good. And even if it is amazing, if you create this product and it is amazing... You could attract, and like people, this model, you can make money with this model, creating this awesome product and going out in the marketplace. You're probably going to be wrong more often than you're right. But the thing is, when you, even when you are right and this product works, you may attract people that you just hate. Like you, you may end up hating your customers. And then you spend all day with these customers and you spend all day working on this business that you hate and your life sucks. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is terrible, right? People will like... If I was going to create like a, if I was like had this idea, and I actually remember like walking around, I was literally, you know, going to my classes and I'd park in my high school and ride my bike over. And I remember I was riding my bike over, like walking around campus. I was literally just like coming up, thinking of all these different inventions and ideas. And I had this idea for a jacket that would like turn into a fanny pack. So you could just unzip it, put the jacket on, and then you could, when you're done with it, you could basically roll it back up and it would turn into a fanny pack. It was like built that way. Or an idea for like like a gym bag that turned into a jacket. But I was like, ah, oh, someone else already invented that. And I think that may actually have been patented. But I have this another idea for like um, this company of doing like custom hand painted um, like beer, beer mugs. My mom had made some for like my dad or something when he came back. My dad is overseas deployed and when he came back she made uh maybe it was for a wedding or something she made it. I think that's what it was. My that's right. My brother and his wife were getting married and my mom, she's an artist and art teacher, and she ended up making some like a few custom painted glasses, like celebrating the wedding. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome, like let's start a company around this. Like we're gonna create custom made glasses. You'll work in the beginning, then we'll hire artists, we'll do it, partner with local artists, do all this entire thing. Just like, oh my gosh, it would have been a nightmare. It would have been a total nightmare. Um, but like, these are the ideas that I had. And that's why I thought entrepreneur worked. Like, entrepreneurship worked. That's what people said. You gotta create this thing, and it has to be totally unique and original. And that is like such a bad model. It's such a terrible model. So, what, is there another way? Is there? Because I had no idea that there was another way. But there is, and this is how the companies who are successful fast, this is like the foundation that they start with. Once in a blue moon, someone will create a product and boom, you know, it'll blow up. But for the other 99.5% of the time, that does not happen. And if the people who create companies that are successful, like out of the gate, that don't take five years to be profitable, or 10 years, right? You talk about like 
you know, when you get in like VC funding land and, and that sort of company land, you can like, the people investing in these companies, like the VCs investing in these companies, like they want to know that you'll, the founders are going to stick this thing out for like 10 years. Cause that's how long it can take sometimes for like the market to like, so these things are so far ahead of like where the market's at. Like Airbnb, for example, it took them like a while, a long time to start getting traction. Now they're a huge company, but like, what if you need to make money now? What if you want to make money now? like soon and also build a big company in the process, build a profitable company, but make money now. So that's like, okay, with that frame in mind, like let's build a company that's profitable from the start that has a very high likelihood of succeeding and can easily pivot um, based on what the market tells us. And so the, the main point is instead of having a product focused company, you create this amazing product and you go out and you sell it to people. Instead of doing that, you flip it on its head. You have a customer-centric company. This is where you start with a person in mind, and then you build a company around them. So, for example, a customer-focused company could be something like... We know, actually... um, Some... I don't know. I don't remember the brand name right now. There's some, oh, maybe it was North Face or one of those brands, like, you know, that have sort of like the winter gear. They started out as a company serving, like, for snowboarders and skiers. So, like, these guys basically, like, the gear they had kind of sucked. And they're like, man, this gear really sucks. I want something better. And they're like, oh, there's nothing better out there. For, like, that, that, you know, has the style we want and the fit we want and the price we want. Let's just make it ourselves. And I may be butchering the story. And the, main, the name may be off, but, like, the, the principle in the story is here. Uh, and sound it's basically like these guys created this company and they were selling it to snowboarders like selling these products to snowboarders um, and they made the products for these people and they had success with it and now you walk around a college campus in the winter time and you see like 50% of all the college students wearing these these clothing but they didn't start out like their idea wasn't like let's create this clothing line and go sell it to everybody they're like man like, the snowboarding gear sucks. Let's create a line of gear for, really for ourselves, but like, for snowboarders. They weren't going out and creating it for college girls or college guys. They are creating it for snowboarders. And eventually, it, it went out and spread mass market. But, like, when you create a, a customer-focused brand, then you have something... You, have, you basically have this guiding light and this guiding beacon for what to create. And you focus on a customer instead of a product, then you can, first of all, you can choose who you want to work with. So you don't end up attracting people that you end up hating and you just like want to shut down your entire business because of it. You get to work with people you like and you get to create products for them. You know, you basically know what products you create. You go to this person, say that if you're going to like start a keto company, right? If you're going to do it from a customer centric point of view, you're going to go to somebody and maybe you're going to focus on athletes who are doing keto. So, okay, ketogenic athletes. Not only ketogenic athletes, but like ketogenic endurance athletes. These are the guys you're focusing on. Like, okay, wow, that's a very specific person. It's not just, you know, your mom is doing keto or your grandma. Like, this is a very specific person who's on a ketogenic diet. This endurance athlete on a ketogenic diet. Okay, what do they need? What problems do they have? And you start asking them, hey, what? What problems do you guys have? And like, man, you know what? When I'm on my runs, like, 
I, I take these keto products, but the pat like it's it's terrible to carry on these runs. Like there's nothing that actually is easy to carry, um, and it really sucks. And you're like, oh, would you guys like like a product that was really easy to carry on your runs and bike rides? Like, yes, we would. Huh? Okay, that's something I could create. Or maybe it's like, you know, these these products we take when we're running, they're great when you're at home just hanging out, but they really upset your stomach when you go out running, and they give you, they just like destroy your stomach. You're like, huh, I wonder if I could create a product that served the same purpose, but like was easy on their stomach. Okay, that's another product you can create. And so when you start with the dream customer in mind, and you know this person, then you can create products, and you can create things to serve this person and that guides your entire product line and this is going to be applied in like the info products e-commerce for literally anything but you know your customer first then you can know what problems they have and you can solve those problems and when you do it that way when you work it to like who's my customer what problems do they have okay what solutions can i provide your likelihood of success goes way up because you're not just creating this idea out of your head in this vacuum where there's no feedback and then taking it to the world, you're asking your customer who's going to be buying from you, you ask them, what problems do you have? And if they have problems, you ask them, like, is that a, is that a big problem you have? Is that a... Like, for example, it may not be that big of a deal, say, if, if someone doesn't really like the flavor that much. Like, the flavor's like, eh, the flavor's okay. I guess it's kind of a problem, but you know, I still drink it. It's fine. Uh, but it may be a huge problem if every time they eat the product when they're running, uh, their their stomach gets destroyed, and they get huge stomach cramps, and they can't continue running. That would be a big problem for them, right? So you start start to identify like these problems they have, and then create things to solve those problems for that people. And it's like if you were a keto endurance athlete, right? You did a bunch of running, and you were keto, and every time you took this keto product when you're running. You had terrible stomach cramps, and someone came along and said, "Hey, don't you hate when you get stomach cramps when you take this product when you're running?" And you're like, "Yes, I do hate that." And you're like, "Well, I actually have this product right here that still makes you feel really good, or gives you a lot of energy, but it makes your stomach feel really good too." You're like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing!" And that way, like, it's not this guessing game. You literally just do research, and you're a detective, and you figure out what your customers need, and then you give it to them. It's a much simpler game to play, much easier, way more fun, because you can design your company around a person you actually like and you want to hang out with. And it's, it increases your chances of success greatly because you don't have to be this creative genius. Like, they, like basically, like the, most of the business models that are presented on Shark Tank, like that is not the right way to do it. Some of them are awesome, but most of the guys, they come up with this product out of their head and they go like pitches product and the sharks are like that's a product it's not a business i still invest in different stuff but like the way the way you see entrepreneurship presented on shark tank is like not the way that most real entrepreneurs do it it's completely backwards and some people succeed that model but it's way harder and way more risky as well because you don't know if it's actually going to work but you start with the customer first then you work backwards to the problems they have then you work backwards to how you can you create things to solve those problems and now you can be in business. Do it way faster. You can make sure it's actually something people want. And you don't have to spend all this like time and money developing something only to figure, find out that nobody wants to buy it. 
you can do tests and, and all this all this amazing stuff you can do. Let me start with your customer first. So the main takeaway of this podcast is do not create a product-centric company. Create a customer-centric company. Go to the customer. Figure out who you want to serve first. I'm going to make a podcast episode about how do you actually know who that is. Figure out who you want to serve. Who would you like to... If you're going to spend three days, you're going to, if you're going to teach a live event for three days long, you're going to be in the room for 10 hours a day just teaching the entire time, hanging out with these people. Like, Who would you want to hang out in a room with? And um, you figure out who you want to serve, figure out the problems they have, and then you can create products to solve those solutions or products to solve those problems. Give them a solution, and it's so much easier. It's way more fun, and it's uh, way less risky as well. So that is the main podcast takeaway. Find out who you dream or start with a, a customer-centric company, not a product-centric company, and you will be much happier and probably make a lot more money because of it. So hope you guys enjoyed. I appreciate you, and we will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening, and if you found this content valuable, here's how I can help you launch and grow your business online for free. As I went along this journey of launching and continuing to grow my online business, I found and leveraged a lot of really cool resources that helped me accelerate my success. And I actually put together a free resources directory for you at resources.profitforfreedom.com. And there I put together all the, the software tools I use, the books, the guides, the training courses, everything that you can use to fast track your path to freedom. So again, that's resources.profitforfreedom.com. And I look forward to seeing you over there right now.